What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Are you taking care of yourself physically? Do you want to be a leader? In a constantly changing world, our emerging leaders look different, come from various backgrounds and from all different age groups. Leadership is changing and it's hard to keep up. But the good news, you can be a leader too. You can be an emerging leader. Welcome to the Limitless Leadership Lounge, a tri-generational conversation for emerging leaders. Come spend some time with us to discuss leadership from three angles. The coach, Jim Johnson. The professor, Dr. Anuma Kareem. The host, John Gehring, a monthly guest. And you. Get in on the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. So come on in and make yourself comfortable. And welcome to the Limitless Leadership Lounge. We're back for another week with just the three of us today. I'm John Gehring, joined alongside Dr. Renuma Kareem and Coach Jim Johnson. We're here today to talk about a very important topic that, of course, is talked about all over the place. But from the perspective of leadership, I think it's it's also important to touch on it. And, and a lot of leaders um, don't always necessarily emphasize it. We're talking about physical health and, and well-being. And that's not just limited to diet, to exercise, to eating healthy foods and losing 20 pounds. It's also a whole lot of other things that we're going to talk about. And I am very um, lucky, of course, to be joined by both Dr. Kareem and Coach Johnson. But, but Coach is, is one of the healthiest people I know, um, if not the healthiest. Coach gets up every morning. He works out. He is consistent. And I know he gets a lot of good sleep, too. So, so simply put, Coach, if you could wrap this up and do you know, a few minutes here, what is the key to living such a healthy lifestyle physically? I, I really believe it starts with your intention. And it's uh, living a healthy lifestyle, although I think most of us would like to live that. Most of us um, don't make it a high enough priority, and therefore they don't really plan it in their day. It's, it can, tends to be haphazard. And when you do that, uh, it's amazing because, you know, a little adage I heard a long time ago that I think is so true is that life accumulates. Mm -hmm. And health is a great example of that. If you consistently are doing good things for your health, chances are better than good that you're going to have good health. But if you are just neglecting a little bit each day by not exercising or eating not so well or uh, neglecting your sleep or, you know, some of the other areas we might touch on, and that little bit just starts to accumulate. And, you know, because you don't gain 10 pounds in one day. You know, you might eat really badly for one day. Uh, and I certainly still do that on occasion. But then I get right back on that health horse and say, you know, uh, this is what I'm all about, you know, that I'm going to consistently. So uh, I heard this acronym from Brendan Burchard. It's a, a, a physical uh, development type guy that uh, and motivational 
an inspirational speaker, and he uh, came up with this acronym MEDS, M-E-D-S, which uh, stands for him in his case. And uh, I really like the concept. The M is for meditation. Uh, and we can talk about a little bit about that as we move forward. The E is, of course, for exercise. The D is for diet. And then the S is for sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, the other thing I'll, I'll share right now, and then uh, we can delve into maybe some specifics, is uh, I recently read a book called The Energy Paradox by Dr. Stephen Gundry. And in that, he really talked about the importance of your gut health. And you got to be very aware of your eating. He does go over some about exercise and sleep and other things like that. But he really talks about the importance of keeping your your gut healthy by eating the proper foods. And that was an eye opener for me because I feel like I eat pretty well, but I've got some things I, I think I need to change to continue to develop. I'll close my little portion right now, going back to one that I know a lot of us neglect. And this is something I've been really good. And I want to emphasize, and that's exercise, that I really believe you got to do something to break a sweat every day, as simple as doing a walk, uh, or even, you know, elaborate fitness programs. But the two things I'll say is number one, is that you really need to make appointment with yourself. As you guys mentioned earlier, most of the time I get up in the morning and do that. But the, you know, when I was teaching, coaching, speaking, having a family, I was a really busy person, yet I rarely ever missed exercise because I would find a 45 to 60 minute block of time, whether it was early morning, maybe it was like lunchtime, late afternoon, whatever I could fit it in, but I would put that into my schedule. And then the other thing is um, uh, I, I've done some of this where I've hired coaches, but I think it's really important uh, to have some accountability partner, whether you hire a coach or just work out with another person. You know, I've gotten really avid in tennis and it's hard to play tennis by yourself. I mean, you can, uh, but you know, what I found is because I've become very avid as a tennis player that another person's counting on me showing up. And I think that's a way that I built an accountability partner by choosing a sport that I happen to enjoy. That's a very good workout but i'm also accountable to someone else which i think is a very powerful concept true true that is very true coach and and you know not only does that person need to show up but they also need to play you know at least the best that they can so it it pushes you and i i like that accountability uh part of it and and dr kareem now kind of shifting gears since you you lead the organization heroes for all um which is a nonprofit organization it's it's not um you know you're you're not coaching a, a team in in that sense where physical fitness is important necessarily but yet it still is important to productivity of anyone on your staff right how do you facilitate um, that whole physical fitness element of, of the lives of, of who um, works with you? And, and what do you do to encourage them to take care of themselves physically? This is such a good question. Uh, one thing I always tell uh, my team uh, is we are here to serve and we need energy to serve. If I don't have the right energy, how could I serve the people, uh, people for that greater vision? 
And to achieve that energy, that is where we need to have that nutrition, uh, the physical uh, physical fitness, and the proper sleep. Um, unfortunately, many of the team members still in our country, their sleep pattern is totally different. They're sleeping at 4 a.m. in the morning, waking up at 10, and they often feel that the right time of the day is wasted. Uh, now they're trying to make things better because I always try to reinforce, like, at least eight hours sleep is so needed because without the renewal, how can we trans transform into a better us? So this is so important. And it's not just weight, as you have mentioned, John, uh, earlier, that it's not about 20 pound uh, weight, like losing 20 pounds. Do you have that energy and fitness, um, that mind level? Because I, I could feel like if I don't have a proper sleep in the morning, I feel like, oh, I don't have the energy to pull through. My mind is not sharp enough. So these are so important. And one of the things uh, Coach mentioned, uh, meds, meditation. It is not just you have to sit down and meditate and say, oh, uh, that's not the meditation. You can just sit down by yourself in the morning, uh, shutting down all your devices, everything away, and just drink a cup of tea, watching the nature, listening to the breeze. And that's a meditation. You automatically connect to the higher power, the universe. And because I, I'm also a spiritual person, I wake up at 5.30 a.m. in the morning, and it is in our religion that we have a morning prayer. To start the day, we have to have the morning prayer. So whenever I'm praying, and it, it requires a lot of movement also in our morning prayers. So by bow, bowing down and then getting up and then thinking, connecting with the universe and God. So that's also a kind of meditation that primes me up for the whole day. So it is so important, all those elements. And uh, I don't know about uh, eating, like even once I got that consciousness five, six years ago, I wasn't this healthy. I feel more young now than I was uh, in my 30s. So I think the 40s are the best time of my life where I'm feeling more energetic, more younger. I'm doing so many things. And, and all, all those things are happening because I am conscious about my health what I am eating. If I eat something like a big good or all those things, I feel guilty also now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I cheat, but what are the things that is getting inside my body? Because it is like, are, are you a Ferrari or, uh, or, or do you want to be a, like a station junkyard car? Right. So right. what kind of a Ferrari needs to have the right fuel inside, the premium fuel? So yeah. if we want to well, like move like a, like run like a Ferrari, we need to know what to put in our body. So I think it is so important and morning rituals. And that's what I want to ask to John and coach. Like, do you guys have some morning rituals to start the day with that can give you that priming up that reset yeah. button to hit that reset button? Absolutely, uh, Renuma. And, and I thought that was a really interesting statement that you made about how, how you're accountable to yourself, how, oh, I feel guilty if I eat. That's accountability, right? In a different right, form. Right. So that that's, that's interesting. Now, as for the morning routine, um, it's really a cycle and it's a downward spiral. If you're up late and you're getting up in the morning, then you're tired, then you don't exercise that day, right? So it, it really is important to 
get your sleep, sleep into the, to the time that where you're going to sleep into set that alarm. Don't decide, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to wake up, you know, yeah. at this hour at four o'clock, if I've only gotten six hours of sleep, I think right. it is important to try to get that full eight and sometimes sleeping later, whether it be at a six to seven, whatever, you know, you sleep to is, is in the long run more productive for the rest of your day. So you don't crash in the middle. Right. So I think that's important to me is, is, you know, even when I'm, Oh, I want to start my day. Oh, let's go. It's six o'clock. No, I'm, I'm going to sleep until seven 15. Cause that's when my alarm is set for. And that's what right. my schedule is because, you know, I have other things going on at night. Um, so that's important. Then eating breakfast to me is absolutely essential. Um, you, it, it seems a little counterintuitive, like, oh, I want to lose weight maybe because a lot of people think that's healthy, but eating breakfast is not the way to lose weight. And it's definitely not the way to stay healthy. In fact, when you don't eat breakfast, not only are you more likely to, to eat more junk the rest of the day, you also don't have that energy to burn the calories that you need to burn to lose weight. So it's a little bit of a backwards sort of thing where you'd think Mm -hmm. eating breakfast, I skip breakfast, maybe I'll, you know, be able to shed a couple extra pounds. It doesn't work that way. Um, And and not only eating breakfast, but eating a good breakfast, um, which isn't limited to, you know, fruits and vegetables. Um, I think there are good, good breakfasts that include some fat, right? I mean, we all need fat to can, right? (laughs) right? Like yogurt, uh, milk, you know, even, even eggs with cheese or something like that. I don't think it's a must. I think that four hour week, uh, in Tim Ferriss book where he talked about, you should immediately, when you wake up, uh, like within one hour, you should eat something because then it starts to boost up your metabolism yeah. and a boiled egg, one or two is actually good for your health. It gets, it gets that your stomach working. Right. And yeah. it, that, that makes sense. And I think that's the misconception. A lot of people think, Oh, I got to eat healthy. I'm going to eat fruits and vegetables. But if that's all you eat, you don't have the energy or the, right. the working metabolism um, to be successful for the rest of your day. And, and I think that's really important to eat something substantial, but not just throwing a rock in your body, like eating a donut or eating a bagel or, you know, something that doesn't <laughs> really have any nutritional oh, value. You will feel heavy and down. Of course, yeah. I'm interested. Like what is your morning routine? Well, I, I have what I call my non-negotiables for a day. So uh, sometimes I'll get them all done in the morning, but depending on what, you know, exercise is usually part of my morning routine, but not 100%. Again, it kind of is based on, uh, you know, my schedule for the day. But some of the things that are important to me is I meditate every day. uh, I exercise every day. I pray every day. I write in a goals uh, journal every single day. Nice. So those are some of the things that I do um, that are consistent day in and day out that I rarely ever miss, which I think builds a little discipline because, mm-hmm. you know, we can not mention the word discipline, but you know what? It's a fact of life. We all got to have disciplines in our life to lead a healthy life. A couple things uh, that augment what you guys said that I think are so powerful is I think a lot of us, and it's gotten bigger and bigger, I've read more and more research in recent times of the importance of sleep and getting a sleep routine 
down where you're trying to sleep consistently seven to eight hours, you know, trying to get a, a regular bedtime and a regular get up. You know, it's not always possible, but as much mm-hmm. as, as you can, I think that's really powerful. And then the other thing that in Dr. Gundry's book that I mentioned earlier is something that I know, Renuma, you've done as part of uh, your religious beliefs, but it's becoming more and more popular, and I've started to do it. And I think there's some real science behind the health factor of fasting, mm-hmm. where you're you're condensing your eating window for the day. Right. You know, so if you eat, uh, what his concept is, he ideally would like you to get to the point where your eating window is about eight hours for the day, and then 16 hours where you don't eat. And I found that I've started to do that. I haven't always done 16, but I'm uh, trying to get at least a 14 or 15 every day. Uh, I found that that's a a really powerful way. Again, it's a little bit of a discipline. Uh, And I, I would highly recommend with anything that we share today that you just start with a small step. So let me give you just a couple of illustrations. One, you haven't been exercising. Don't try to go out and run 10 miles. You're going to pay a price and you're not going to want to exercise again for as long as you live. So start with a 15 minute walk. Uh, you know, fasting. If you uh, pretty much eat for 16 hours a day and, uh, and you know, and if you want to try that, cut it down to where you just cut off, you know, a half hour at first, you know, so you've been eating 16 hours, you go to 15 and a half, then try to cut it down to 15. And what you'll find, because that's what I did early on, I wasn't uh, a real big fan of fasting because I never thought of it. And as I've cut down, I realized my body can adapt quite well, but uh, don't try to be the extremist. The extremist is, you know, that's why, uh, I'll close with this thought. That's why we have so many diet books because (laughs) they all work to a certain degree. The problem is most of us will read it, try it, and last for a short period of time, and then they go back to bad habits. And so when you change your diet uh, situation, you've got to decide that you're going to make this a habit and something that you can be consistent with. Otherwise, you're really wasting your time. And what you know, the research shows is the people that are most unhealthy are the roller coaster people. The guy, guy or lady that you don't see in six months that's lost 30 pounds, and you're like, oh my gosh, what have you done? And then you don't see them again for six months, and they've put on 30 pounds, and 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 then some, and you're like, oh, what did you do? <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. really important that you start developing habits that you can implement and be consistent with in your life. Yeah, and I think in the atomic habits, uh, James Clear also mentioned, like start small, step yep. by step, do not go big. Uh, on that, then it can discourage you. And while you're talking about the diet, I, I think that uh, un- interestingly, the blue zones, have you heard about the blue zones uh, of the yeah, world? Yes. So in Icaria and the Mediterranean countries uh, and also in Japan's Okinawa, um, people are living, there are centurions with no heart problem or diabetes. They do not die from heart attack or diabetes. It's like old age and 103 and four. And when I went to Greece, I saw like an old lady, I think she was 97 or something. And they, they don't do exercise, but it is those stairs, stairs uh, in the mountain and all those things. They're climbing. And he is, she is like mopping the floor and uh, slipping. 
And I was amazed how like uh, strong they are in their 90s. Uh, two elderly men in their 90s, they're inviting me to like, come in, we are uh, doing vegetable barbecuing and fish and all those kind of things. So their diet, it's not red meat, but it was those vegetables and then fresh fish. So all those things, and you can see the health and happiness in their um, eyes and the in their body. And I think uh, one of the things uh, I have also observed, uh, the they're very connected with their community, which mm. keep their mind very energetic. So they never feel that there isn't my fr- they're my friends or my family aren't there with me. So they have that supportive network, and it's like all the time fun-filled environment where they're living. And I think that also contributes a lot. They don't, and they were laughing at gyms and all those kind of things. They never go to the gym, but they're fit as a fiddle. And it's like the same for my my grandfather, my mother's grandfather, who never went to the gym. They did not have any concept of diet. They ate healthy, fresh food. There wasn't any preservation. They cooked. And the day, and they, that is the day when they ate, ate things. They did not worry about refrigeration, um, no sugars, like, oh, there wasn't any Splenda and things like that. Right. So, and they were healthy. They walked a lot. So I think so many in this modern world, life is difficult. We are also making life difficult because we are into that digital zone <laughs> Uh, with cars and this and that and making our life healthy. That's why we have to do that extra thing. Yeah. I, I think we've, in a sense, we've gotten it all wrong and, and a little bit off. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk about this uh, coming up just after the break here. We do have to step aside though. Of course, we've already touched on a couple of really important topics when it comes to uh, physical health. Of course, we're Dr. Renuma Kareem, Coach Jim Johnson. I'm John Gehring. We are the Limitless Leadership Lounge. If you're just joining us, thanks for joining us. And um, check us out on Facebook. You can like our page there. And make sure you subscribe, follow our podcasts, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or so many other platforms. And then tell three of your friends about us because you want them to be healthy too. You want them to be good leaders and you want them to be healthier individuals. And that's our goal here. We'll be right back. Stick with us. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's John from the Limitless Leadership Lounge. And as you know, our very own coach, Jim Johnson, does live and virtual presentations to help you become a better leader and inspire your team. Find out more information and get in touch with Coach at CoachJimJohnson.com. Now let's head back into the lounge. Back 
where tri-generational conversation for emerging leaders. Come on, let's head into the Limitless Leadership Lounge. It's the Limitless Leadership Lounge with Dr. Renuma Kareem, Coach Jim Johnson. I'm John Gehring, and we've already discussed really important concepts related to physical health and how it starts in your mind. Um, that's really important. Now, Dr. Kareem just mentioned something that was really powerful too that I think we need to touch on more. Renuma, you just talked about um, how these people that are living toward 100 plus and still are healthy, fit, active, they don't they don't know what a gym is. They don't have some, you know, 90 page diet plan or like, what is that service where you get the food delivered to you and whatever it is, all these different Americanized um, things that we have. And I was just thinking, I was at the gym the other day uh, and I'm, I'm walking into the, the weight room, right. Where everybody's doing their strength training. And there's these guys that are really big and they're living, lifting these big things that I could never in my wildest dreams, imagine moving. They're like moving cars across the room. And, you know, and then one of the guys came up to me and he was like, Hey, what, you know, what are you doing today? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm just doing a little bit of weight training that I'm going to go run for about, you know, 45 minutes. And he looked at me like I had lost my mind. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? You run for that long? I'm like, yeah, that's uh that's my cardio for the day. And he's like, I just, he didn't understand that yet. I think when we look at a lot of these guys and, and women who are in the weight room and they're lifting these powerful weights, we think of that as health because mm-hmm. in America, that's kind of what's portrayed as health. And obviously that's a skill and there's nothing wrong with being really strong. Right. But, but what is health? Um, mm-hmm. And coach, this is one you've studied a lot about this. What is the most important part of, of health? Are, is it diet? Is it exercise? Is it cardio? Is strength really important? I mean, there's all these different theories behind it. And, and I'm just curious what you think, because our, our society seems to tell us that you have to be really strong and muscular. Well, I, you know what? I, the, the thing I strongly believe in is balance. And so, uh, and I think one of the things is you do have to find a happy balance and also find things you like to do. So for example, for me, I know strength training is not as enjoyable to me as some other things such as tennis or going for a walk. Uh, But at the other side of it, I do realize that if I don't do any strength training, then um, my body is not going to keep that good balance. Because it's nice to have a strong heart, but you also need to have strong muscles. Now, for me personally, I'm not into bodybuilding, so I'm not looking to to make these bulky, big muscles. And I'm not saying that that's a wrong thing, you know, for each his own. But I do think you really need to have a balance where you are getting some cardio for your heart, whether it's as simple as a walk. You know, I think you need to do some strength training, whether it's just doing a little routine with your own body weight with push-ups and ab work and that kind of thing. Uh, And then having flexibility where you're doing some stretching. Those are all essential. And now one thing that I do want to share that going back to the power of a leader is that, you know, one of the things I I was a head basketball coach for over three decades, and it was really important to me to be lead by example. 
And therefore, you know, I expected my players to be in great shape and we demanded a lot from them. And although I couldn't run up and down the court like they could at the end of my career, but at the same time, I still was quite fit. And I believe the people that, you know, my players, my coaching staff respected the fact that I took a lot of pride in staying fit. So I I think uh, I know one thing that Dr. Kareem mentioned earlier is energy. And it's, I think it's hard to have energy if you don't have those good balance of taking care of yourself physically, mentally, uh, with the sleep, uh, you know, getting enough water in your diet, uh, being really cognizant of what you're putting in your body. Those are all important pieces. So going back to that big B word, balance, I think is yeah. so essential if you're yeah. going to have success. And, and- Balance, um, balance is important. And, and then to understand that it's, it looks different for everybody, right? I mean, that's the thing where I think in our commercialized society, we think, oh, I want to lose weight. All right, I'll get a gym membership, right? But Renuma, you just talked about seeing some of the most healthiest people you've ever seen, and they don't know what a gym membership is. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. a different lifestyle, right? How, uh, could you elaborate more on that? Sure. And uh, I love to travel. So when I travel to different part of the world, I see what they eat, how their lifestyle, even go to their houses, because I don't want to be that tourist, just see things from outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I visited their household, it's uh, the diet. They don't eat like, uh, the Amer- in, even in the restaurant, they don't give those large portions like in America d- does. So it is like small quantity and you really cherish what you're eating. They're not worried. In France, they're eating those uh, souffles and uh, pastries and all those things and everybody's slim, trim and looking nice. And they don't go to gym. They walk a lot from one place to another. In Netherlands, they bike. Everybody is biking. The mayor is biking beside me. Uh, I'm going to, just when I landed in Netherlands, the first thing the International International Students um, Society did, like, like, oh, you have to buy a bike. I'm like, what? Like, yes, you need to buy a bike. And immediately, the first day I landed in Netherlands, I went to a, uh, like a bike store and bought my bike because I need to go to those places by biking. And that is why you won't see anyone who is obese there in Netherlands. So everybody's bicycling. Um, They have a bike route. But another thing that to create that healthy environment, uh, the local lawmakers and even the national level, we have to make that effort. Bike routes uh, so that it's safe because it is elevated. Uh, It is crisscrossing the country to Belgium, to France and every place. So you can actually cycle through those bike routes to Belgium from Netherlands. So those infrastructure automatically helps those people to be healthier. Yeah, you're facilitating. You're controlling. Exactly. You don't have those large uh, fountain, uh, those Cokes and all those kind of things. You have smaller sizes. So when you have those things, then automatically uh, you create that habit. And I think uh, in those uh, books on habit, they say that when you have the hand sanitizer everywhere at the airport, everybody's sanitizing. I saw everybody's sanitizing. As soon as you take it out, nobody's sanitizing. So you have to create and facilitate that environment so that people becomes healthier. So there should be national policies, I feel. <laughs> Uh, to have that kind of healthy environment where we can thrive. 
Yeah, it definitely ties into leadership because countries yeah. are doing that. I mean, they're building infrastructure like bike paths and stuff to encourage right. that. And it's all about culture. It's all about convenience. So as a leader of, of anything, an organization, right. even within your own family, right? It how right. I think it would be crucial to establish that, make it convenient, make it more encouraging for people, not make them have to go out of their way to get the fruits and vegetables. I think that's probably where we've gone wrong a lot here in our culture is that we're the convenient thing is to be unhealthy. Yeah, because they don't get a lot of cities in America like those um, like um, cities or uh, some small towns, they still don't have those grocery stores where they can get fresh vegetable. They have to go to the like local stores with all those processed food. So I think you have to create that environment if you really want to make, and we are complaining America has the highest number of obesity uh, in the world. So yeah, that's... yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's powerful. And I think we've, we've gotten it, you know, maybe it's a little easier than we think it is too. And maybe coach, you could shed some light because I know you do a lot of things with your own body. I mean, you, you do body weight exercises, right? You're, you're not a guy who's got this gym membership and you're heading out to the gym for three hours a day. Yet I feel like in the American mind, our picture of a healthy person is someone who does go to the gym and is working out all the time and eating fruits and vegetables but you're an example of a person who's like just average everyday person, not spend a lot of time in the gym, not even spending like hours exercising yet you find a way to stay healthy. I think it's about redefining our definition of healthy as not like this crazy person, but as what all of us can be with some minor life adjustments. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and I think that we get, uh, caught up in the, like you had mentioned where you got to go to the gym for three hours, boy, you can be so effect, effective and efficient with just a 15 or 20 minute. Like I do a core workout 20 minutes a day. And then the other days I tend to do a uh, kind of a full body with mostly just body weight. And I find that that's a really powerful thing for me because I will do it. I'm consistent with it. I'm fortunate it's something I can do right in my own home. I have a little small gym down in my home. So those are things. And I'll give you one little side tidbit that I, I found to be very helpful. Going back to a discipline is when you finish your last meal for the day, uh, you know, we talked about condensing your meals down. What I found that's very helpful, as simple as it sounds, is when I go up after I eat my last meal and brush my teeth, mm-hmm. it really stops me from eating late night. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's a closure to the day. And as simple as it sounds, I wanted to bring it up because you know what? It works. Uh, I can't tell you how many times where I brush my teeth where I will not eat again because it's like I'm done for the day. Whereas if I don't, all of a sudden an hour later, I'm like, uh, maybe just a little stack. And <laughs> so really putting those little cues in your life. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I know Renuma mentioned atomic habits. One of the things that was very powerful for me in building some of these habits is not to miss two days in a row. And I I found that that was a really powerful concept in really trying to stay disciplined with your health habits. 
Yeah. Wow. And self-restraint, um, yeah. as you mentioned, like I also do the same thing. After <laughs> I brush my teeth, I don't uh, eat anything. And uh, sometimes uh, the people around me, they will say, are you crazy? Like you can brush again. I was, and I would like say, like, no, I brushed my teeth and I cannot mm -hmm. eat. <laughs> so that is also self-control and self-restraint. Uh, and when we are talking about leadership, I think leaders have to maintain that if they want yeah. to lead by example. Mm -hmm. And um, so I need to show them that if I can self-restrain <laughs> on these things, then you can do, do, do that too. So, and another thing I wanted to, because we are talking about well-being, uh, stress. I think stress is also creating a huge problem in our overall, because if you are stressed, you eat uh, more, uh, then it also adds more weight to your body also. So it can have like both ways. And one of the thing is, I think in this uh, era, those people who are into their social media and other elements, they're always stressed in seeing things or competition, uh, what I am not being able to do. Like if he is successful, why am I not successful? So these kind of things are always putting them into stress and also the economic condition and all those things. So I think managing stress is also another important aspect of having that balanced life. Oh, because very important. Yeah. it is so important because automatically I've seen and there are researches that show that if you are stressed, then you add uh, like your um, cholesterol goes higher. Mm -hmm. uh, automatically, your cholesterol goes up and then your depression, anxiety, all those things, continuous stress. Uh, sudden stress is good. But if you are living in a continuous stress, that is very harmful for your mind and your health. And to add on to that, Renuma, I think what you what you mentioned about social media um, and how that is causing so much stress and tying this back into our physical fitness topic too, what about body image and right. this idea on social media that, you know, you got to be the slimmest, the trimmest, or, you know, a lot of times if you're a guy, you got to be the biggest, the bulkiest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that anxiety of I'm not that ideal body image leads even psychologically speaking to less um, good as far as taking care of yourself because as humans we, we kind of have the tendency to go the opposite way to to think well you know I'm never gonna be that I, I'm just never gonna look that good and then you even neglect taking care of yourself even more because you've kind of given up and you've decided that that's an unattainable goal instead making more yeah. attainable goals. Right. And then trying yeah, my, to curb that stress. I know. And my mom sometimes says that, can't you see that this actress who is uh, four year, who is two years older than you, she looks slimmer and trimmer. And why can't you be like, <laughs> like, I don't need to. My doctor said my BMI index and everything is perfect. So. Right. right. <laughs> and I have the right energy level. Again. So, yeah. Defining so success, <laughs> right? Defining health. What is healthy to you? Is it looking right. good on Instagram or is it, you know, the BMI as you talked about? Yeah. Right. You know, I, I'd like to interject one statement that I think, cause you're, you guys are right on with stress is that be willing to learn from others, but don't compare to others. Yes. <laughs> right. Because comparison leads to a lot of stress. So true. True. Very, and, very true. And that's why when I last medical checkup, annual checkup, I told my doctor, like, I think I gained three, uh, three or four pounds. And then the doctor said, you don't need to worry. It's consistent. You're around 140 pounds and your height and everything matches. 
and you're healthy. You're, you don't have any cholesterol. You don't have any, any of those things. So why are you worried about, look, you, need, you don't need to get slimmer. Yes, I would prefer, the, prefer to lose some extra pound, but my energy level is good, so I'm all good. Yeah. So, and you have to be content. Like I cannot compete with an actress and all those people uh, to have that look. I am me. So you have to be uh, very much content with who you are. Yes, and yes. if you are fit, if you're healthy, if you're stress-free, then you know that you're in the right path. Yep. And if you're content, I think it also encourages you to keep going and, and constantly right. striving and for better. Keep the momentum going. Yeah. Yep. And, and you also have to remember, you know, actors, actresses, how much professional support they have and how right. even just different lighting can make your body look completely <laughs> different. So just remember that if you're stuck on social media at 2am wishing that you looked like somebody else, it's, you know, maybe you don't, maybe, right. <laughs> maybe they have other issues in their lives that you don't want. So that, that's just another thought that that's a good thing to add to this episode. And, and I don't know, in, in summary, um, coach Renuma, if you have anything else, uh, please, please interject, but boy, I've, I've even learned a lot you know, about physical health, just, just listening to both of you and how, you know, the importance as a leader to facilitate it in your organization, in whatever you're leading to encourage it because kind of compare yourself to countries around the world. Are, are you a, an American society where, you know, the lazier you are, it seems the more rewarded you are for going to McDonald's drive through or whatever, or are you a Netherlands type society where you're encouraging that biking with the bike paths that you've built? I think that's all comparable to, you know, who you are as a leader in your own organization, no matter the size. And then also defining your defining what's healthy to you because it looks different for everyone and, and making sure that, that you know what you need to do to get there, I think is, is really important too. Yeah. And I would like to conclude that because we are, uh, we are talking about leadership. I think organizations, companies, they should also uh, create that environment for their employee to have a balanced life. Because sadly, I have seen that many organizations in, in our country, they just drive the people. They, people are just numbers. Right. So it's like productivity. And they're going to the office early morning, coming back at 8 p.m. in the evening. They don't have energy to do anything. There is no work-life balance. And many of their employees are dying of heart attack or having health issues. Then your productivity automatically goes down. So it's for the productivity of your organization, you need to have healthy, well-balanced employee. So create that environment, which I think Paychex is doing, Google is doing, creating that environment for healthy employees. So uh, you have to have those kind of systems built in to your organization and company as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll close by just saying that, uh, you know, as a leader, uh, we've talked about this numerous times, but I need to say it again. To be an effective leader, the first person you got to lead, of course, is yourself. And if you don't take care of yourself, that's going to really magnify with the people that you're trying to lead and just the vice versa. If you lead because you're taking good care of yourself, you have good energy, uh, it's a really powerful thing and a step forward to be an effective leader. Did we miss anything? Um, let us know on Facebook or contact us directly. Uh, do you have any 
potentially really effective tips that uh, could help our audience as well, let us know. Uh, We want to hear from you and what your leadership tips are when it comes to your physical health. Uh, We want to thank, of course, Dr. Cream and Coach. Thank you guys for being along with us today. Um, I'm John Gehring, your host, and thank you for listening, whether it be on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're leaving those reviews and subscribing to our podcast so you never miss another Limitless Leadership Lounge. And you know what? We'll catch you on the next one next week on Wednesday. So stay tuned. Thank you for joining us this week at the Limitless Leadership Lounge. To listen to this episode again and to find previous episodes, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. You can also get in on the conversation. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Then tell three of your friends to join in as well. Coach, Renuma, and John will be back again next week for another tri-generational leadership discussion. We'll talk to you then on the Limitless Leadership Lounge.